The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, partner in crime, Mr. Jason Koopsik. What is up, sir? I just lost all of my notes for tonight, I think. Oh, shit. Like, just now? Yeah, but I can look them up as we go. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Jeepers. It's, it's yeah. just been a day, I don't huh? know what happened. Yeah, I mean, Fucking... I was working on shit, and all of a sudden, it's gone. It's the way it goes. It's the way it I goes. I did, however, update some stuff on our YouTube channel. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, I, I'm cleaning it up so that we can add stuff to it. Yeah, cool. We need to do a new intro for it, though, soon. Oh, cool. Yeah, we can do that. Like, what What do you have in mind? Like, filming something? I don't know. We could film something. I mean, it's got to be video, right? Oh, yeah. So. Oh, yeah. How are you? What have you been up to? Nothing. Nothing. Now I'm just thinking about like what to do <laughs> for this intro thing. I'm picturing you and I walking into a like a hotel room, dimly lit. No. Dim. Just hear me out, God. <laughs> Look, we walk in to a dimly lit hotel room. We're wearing nothing but bathrobes. Yeah. Just hang on. <laughs> we meet at a table or whatever with the microphone set up on either side. We high five, we sit down in our bathrobe, and then we just get to going. I mean, that right there. It's fucking magic. Magic. Maybe get some candles, some scented candles, bottle of wine. I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It'll be fine. Listen, (laughs) who's the fucking filmmaker here? (laughs) I know what I'm talking about. Damn it. Just for fucking once, like, we should do something. Are you are you, you know, gonna rent? What, or is it gonna be like a seedy hotel, or is it gonna be a nice like? No, it'll be some swanky place. It'll, it'll be some swanky place. Yeah, it'll be all right. Don't you worry about it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Of course, this will be paid for by. Are we gonna be smeared in El Yucateco? I think that would probably be wise if we did something like that. Uh, It'd be kind of (laughs) hot. In so many different ways. (laughs) It would be amazing. Oh, my God. But hell yes, man. Since you brought it up, if you guys haven't tried it yet, please. I mean, good Lord, go anywhere. Go anywhere. Get you a bottle of El Yucateco. Try it. Just freaking try it. You will not be sorry that you did. And also, um, are, we're still doing the contest, correct? Yes. So, actually, if you're listening to this the day that it comes out, which is September 1st, the drawing is at the end of the day. So, you can yes. still get in on all of the goodiness. If you go over to our Instagram page, if you go to ectoplasmshow.com, 
you can find our Instagram page. Or if you just type, type Ectoplasm Show into Instagram, you'll find us. It's our logo. You all know what it looks like. And you can see all the great stuff that's on there that we're giving away. Yeah. Including a six-inch sticker that says he did me from behind, which felt great. Which is so awesome. Um, and a bunch of other stickers, a Meet Mate sticker, and I was just going to pull it up so I can tell you what's yeah. all in there. Because there's so a ton of stuff. What you have to do is go like El Yucateco on – they're tagged in the post, so they're yeah. easy to get to. Go like El Yucateco, their Instagram page, and comment – like their posts and comment on their posts tagging us in it. It could be whatever you want to say. You could say something about the post itself. You could say something – you know, fun about El Yuteco or Ectoplasm Show, as long as you tag us in it so that we know that you did that. Hell yeah. And that they know that we sent you there. So there's the He Did Me From Behind, which felt great logo <laughs> sticker, <laughs> Meat Mate sticker, the uh, oh. Ancient Aliens sticker. Yes. A couple of our traditional logo stickers, some El Yuteco stickers. Two bottles of El Yucateco, a Damn. bottle of Triple X, and a bottle of green, a green lapel pin, mm-hmm. a cup, um, like a 12-ounce tumbler, 16-ounce tumbler, pair of sunglasses, the King of Flavor recipe book. Yeah, dude, that's, that's awesome. That's about it, but that's a lot. That's a ton of stuff. That There's is a ton. There's people that have entered. You still have time, so just go comment on their posts. You can be entered as many times as you comment, so you don't have to just do it once and be done. Yeah, keep it up. Keep going. If you don't do Instagram, go tag something on Facebook. But if you don't do Instagram, you might not do Facebook. Try to find a way to support Ecto- or El Yucateco, yeah. and maybe we'll give you a free entry. It depends on what you do. Be creative. But I understand people might not have Instagram, but that's how we're interacting with them at this point. Yep, absolutely. No, I think that's a great idea. So, the yeah, majority... the drawing will be tomorrow night, September 1st. Yeah. And I'll post about it. I'll let the winner know. That'll be sweet, though. That'll be sweet. It's a lot of I stuff, know you're right? Jealous. You want all that stuff. I do want yourself. all that stuff. I do. Um, but at the same if time, you... it's so freaking cool. It's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of really cool freaking stuff that you're not going to find. Um, like you're not just going to be able to walk into a Walmart and find this stuff. You know what I mean? Now the El yeah, like yeah, you can absolutely. The, the, but the sauces you can, but the right. other gear you but, can. Yeah, the gear itself, like all the swag that comes with it, no way. Like this is but absolutely the stickers, ex- the stickers are stickers. exclusive. Exactly, They're our exclusive. stickers uh, you can get from our uh, Threadless store. Yes, so you can go to our Threadless store and buy all kinds of good stuff. Yeah. Uh, with those logos on it if you want but we want you to tell El Yucateco that you like us and you like them hell yeah and while you're online you go visit podbelly.com might as well hop on yeah, over go, go over to podbelly.com say what's up next week we're gonna have another person on from the Sofa King podcast we're gonna have Brad Taylor yep on yep and he's going to tell us about some of his stories in the paranormal. And then we're just going to bullshit about paranormal for a little while. I'm that excited. should be fun. I'm excited about that. That'll be fun. That'll be a good time. It's always a good time when you're hanging out with the Sofa King guys anyway. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Anyway, guys, 
definitely cruise over to Podbelly, show them some love, let them know that we sent you over there, uh, and check out everything that they have to offer, guys. It's amazing. It's amazing over there. Just podbelly.com, and uh, yeah. Now, Mr. Kupsik. So last week at the end of the episode, <laughs> we, we discussed went off the rails. Went off the rails. <laughs> yeah, just, it went off the rails. It was so sure. great. We started talking about Dybbuk boxes and where to find Dybbuk boxes and all the things that you can find on, like, uh, what was it? E- eBay, eBay and Etsy. Etsy was another one. Yeah, man. So, um, so then we decided let's talk about the Dybbuk box. Let's let's talk about this shit a little. Yeah, we bit. also. Well, I guess we'll make the decision. We'll make the well after we go through what all of this is. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll talk about at the end whether or not really we really want to try to get one and open one. I mean. I'm game. You know that. I'm yeah. game anyway. I don't know about opening it. No? I don't know, man. Like, it kind of depends, I think. Like, who's opening it, where you're at while you're opening. You know? Like, where where are we yeah. going to do this? We just want to, like, do it here at the manor? Definitely. Well, so a Dybbuk box is technically... there's oh. the, So there's a misconception about Dybbuk boxes sure not in what they are but in so in the name itself Dybbuk is an actual Jewish spirit right that the name itself has grown into something else to be a classification of a type of boxes but really Dybbuk box was one box where it had a Dybbuk spirit in it to begin with right that a guy sold on eBay in 2003 i believe oh wait in 2001 is when he got it anyways we'll get into that in a minute so the dybbuk box so technically we're not going to get our hands on that one because zach baggins has it right his museum right he's opened it already but oh did he actually open the box as far as i yeah he did it as a live thing just a couple months ago Oh, I thought he uh, was building it up and building it up and building it up, and then never actually opened the box. Oh, I, I honestly, I didn't see it. So I didn't either. He didn't open it, I but don't know. I don't know. Um. So yeah, but we're, what we get, we may call a Dybbuk box, but technically, it might just be a trap spirit in there. Sure. But in the paranormal field, saying spirit box means a completely different thing yeah. these days. <laughs> it's more of a communication device. Yeah than anything so, else right i'm just going to go through the wiki's uh short and sweet so i'm going to go through it okay. real quick so that we can hit those points and then i got a few other things to talk about with them itself okay so a dybbuk is a restless usually malicious spirit believed to be able to haunt and even possess the living right it does come from Jewish traditions. The word itself, uh, the box gained notoriety when it was auctioned on eBay with an accompanying horror story written by Kevin Manis and the original inspiration for the 2012 film, The Possession. Yes. Uh, the term Dybbuk box was created and used by Kevin Manis to describe a wine cabinet in the item information for an ebay auction and as the subject of the original story describing paranormal events which he attributed to the box 
He's so it is noteworthy to state that he is a writer and a creative professional by trade. And he owned a small antique and furniture refurbishing business in Portland at the time. Interesting. And this is all officially attributed to um, horror fiction. Right. Right. I'm trying to find where... Okay. So, according to Manis's story, he bought the box in a state sale in 2001. It belonged to a survivor of the Holocaust in Poland named Havela, who had escaped to Spain and purchased it there before her immigration to the United States. Okay. Havela's granddaughter told Manis that the box had been bought in Spain after the Holocaust. Upon hearing that the box was a family heirloom, Manis offered to give the box back to the family, but the granddaughter insisted that he take it, saying that the family did not want the box. She told him the box had been kept in her grandmother's sewing room and was never opened because a dibbick was inside of it. Wow. Upon opening the box, <laughs> Manis wrote that he found that it contained two 1920s pennies, a lock of blonde hair with a cord, a lock of black brown hair with a cord, a small statue engraved with the Hebrew word shalom, a small golden wine goblet, one dried rosebud, and a single candle holder with four octopus-shaped legs. Uh, Numerous owners of the box have reported that strange phenomenon accompany it. Manus wrote that he experienced a series of horrific nightmares shared with other people while they were in possession of the box or when they stayed in his home while he had it. Uh, His mother suffered a stroke on the same day he gave her the box as a birthday present, October 31st. That's Halloween. Huh. So he, I mean... That sounds, it sounds like something a writer would make yeah, up. Yeah, sounds pretty sensational. Yeah. Uh, every owner of the box has reported that smells of cat urine or jasmine flowers and nightmares involving an old hag accompanying the box. The old hag. Um, Josef Nitsky, a student at Truman State University in Kirksville, Missouri, and the last person to auction the box on eBay claimed that the box caused lights to burn out in his house and his hair to fall out. Oh. That's probably, you know, he was probably going bald. I was going to say... you blame it on genetics. Right, it couldn't be genetics. No, no, no. Absolutely Um, not. Jason Haxton, the director of the Museum of Osteopathic Medicine in Kirksville, Missouri, had been following Nitsky's blog... Record regarding the box, and when he was ready to be rid of the box, Nietzsche sold it to Haxton. Haxton wrote the Dybbuk box and claimed he, oh, it's a book, and claimed that he subsequently developed strange health problems, including hives, coughing up blood, and head to toe welts. Haxton consulted with rabbis to try to figure out a way to seal the Dybbuk box again. Apparently successful, he took the freshly resealed box and hid it in a secret location, which he would not reveal. 
he later donated the box to Zach Baggins of Ghost Adventures to display in his museum. Interesting. And that's really that's all that's on the wiki. Wow. Um, I was trying to find the original post, like the original eBay post, yeah. to see if I could figure out what he originally wrote on there but the links on here aren't aren't working um anyways so it is in zach vegan's museum right now and i do have a story of apparently post malone yeah they're like buddies like him and zach are like buddies um this story comes from the BBC. Post Malone's bad luck put down to haunted object. Now, have you heard that this happened to no, him? No, no. Uh, Post Malone's not too, been too lucky recently. First, the rapper was involved in a plane emergency when two tires of his private jet blew out on the runway. A few days later, his old house was reportedly broken into by gun-toting invaders. Now, so what is that wording there? Does that mean he doesn't live there anymore and it happened at the time he lived there? That's well, kind or of what it I'm... happened <clears throat> at his old house where he doesn't live anymore? Yeah, I'm kind of curious of that, too. Because like, well, if it just happened at his old house, it doesn't have anything to do with him. Yeah, what does it matter, think. right? Because he probably wasn't there. Uh, a week huh. after that, he was involved in a car crash when his Rolls Royce collided with another car. This sounds uh, very first world problems to me <laughs> right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Now some fans think they might have found the reason behind the spat of bad oh, luck. The 23-year-old has been cursed by a haunted box. Let's see. This news article is from September 2018, so this is about two years ago. Okay. Well, about Yeah, about two years ago. A minute-long black-and-white silent video explains all, apparently. Released by TMZ, it shows the rock star rapper during a visit to the Haunted Museum in Las Vegas to look at what's meant to be the world's most haunted object. Sure. Although, according to its owner, Zach Baggins, who runs the museum, although that's according... I read that wrong. Anyways, in the video, Zach touches the box and post touches his shoulder so it transferred through zach apparently which is apparently <laughs> enough to get you cursed that was enough that was enough to do it uh zach experienced it explained something to the rapper before they both run out of the room <laughs> he may have been explaining that the box is said to contain a dibbic which is a jewish mythology is a malicious spirit right uh, the Dybbuk box was linked to some spooky events. Oh. So. That's all the So he says. goes, so he goes he over to there. the museum, right? He goes over to the museum, and Zach is showing him around. And Zach touches the box, but Post Malone then touches Zach's shoulder. While he's touching the box. While Zach is still touching the box. Now, apparently that's enough to... To transfer. transfer the curse, but I don't. I don't understand that. So, it's it's actually hard to find information yeah. about the traditions of how this thing was supposedly sealed in the box. I 
wasn't able to find anything like so modern day ones that you can buy off ebay are all like sealed with wax yes probably spiritual incantations of some sort maybe unless somebody just put some weird shit in a box and sealed it with wax and then sells it for three hundred dollars you know what i mean yeah i mean so there's a different but so there's a difference between that and what we're talking about but i didn't and i don't know if it's ever explained how the spirit was trapped in this box to begin with. I couldn't find that anywhere in my research. Yeah. So if it is sealed up in the box, if it's already been opened once, more than once, yeah. how is the spirit still trapped in there? How? Because they, all, all it says is they closed the box up again and buried it somewhere. And then they took it back out. But I don't understand. I'm trying to think of the mechanism. One, how it can transfer through Zach and get into post. Yeah, I don't get it. But two, what is the mechanism of trapping it there in the first place? I've seen, so we talked about on the episode last week, I've seen jewelry that people have claimed that were psychic that that trapped a spirit or demon or djinn in the jewelry. Sure. I'm guessing it's supposed to be the same kind of thing, but even like the original story about this box doesn't state how the Dybbuk got in there. It just happened. All we know, all we know is that 100% there's a goddamn demon in the box, and now the demon just transferred into you. That's what happens. That's what happens. Surprised you didn't know that. Well, from another article, it says a Dybbuk is a once living being. But now it's basically a ghost in limbo where somebody traps it in a box. But I still couldn't find how that was supposed to happen. Yeah. So is it like, I don't even know, because I knew I do know then like in this is just the things that I've read, right? In a traditional type of Dybbuk box or whatever, there would be like mirrors on trapping it in correct like all of that stuff but i don't know man you open that box and it's like you done messed up a. A. Ron! you know like <laughs> yeah but if it's opened once does the spirit stay with the box because it would have to with this case unless they That's were able to true. trap it back in there but yeah, it but... doesn't seem like anybody that owned it yeah no. would have had the ability to do that no i no i don't understand that part i think it's um, just so much hype around it that I don't know, man. Now, there's a couple videos that I've seen on like YouTube. Mm-hmm. Have you watched some of these? Uh, like, I've seen one or two of them. One of them that I saw was a gentleman opening up like a box, and you could tell he was just in his little makeshift studio, whatever. Did his one million viewer thing, a plaque on the wall, move? I've seen that one. <laughs> yes. That yeah. was that was the same one that I saw. Like the plaque moved and something else. However, I can also say that I mean things like that could be easily planned out and Oh yeah. I mean, there's so much that could be going on what you're not able to see on the camera obviously. There could be so much stuff that's going on just out of the shot that we're just not privy to that. So you have to take people at their word, which is really tough because we don't fucking know these people. It's like, I don't know that guy. I don't know, man. Like, I think it was honestly just a a method maybe to get, like, clickbait or or whatever. I don't know. But it is weird. 
we're going to have to do it. God damn it. We got to, well, let's buy a box. Let's just buy a box. Let's buy a box. We'll bring it here. We'll open it up and we'll record so it, the whole damn thing. Yeah. So a Dybbuk, um, in Jewish tradition can possess lapsed Jews and non-believers. So it's a fear mechanism for the Jewish religion to keep people to keep not them. within the Jew to keep them pious. Right, so right. Speak. <clears throat> Um, they can also use humans as unfinished business. Damn, or to complete to, unfinished right. business. Right? No, that makes sense. Hmm. Now they, they it does say they can latch onto objects as well as people. So maybe that's how they get trapped. Maybe in a box, but sealing the box. I don't understand how wax or whatever i know that it's not wax it's whatever practice they use to close the box sure sure um i uh, man i don't know this is tough though right this is tough i just i don't know what to think anymore like you and i are very analytical anyway right bro and so it's tough i don't know that's why i say we have to do it ourselves so we can like experience this for ourselves. But I don't know, man. So we should probably, I just did a quick search on, we should probably try to figure out how to reach trap a spirit. If we do set one loose. Well, I mean, the good news is that we'll, we'll be here at Malvern Manor. Right. So, I mean, it, it could just be, it could be really unless it decides to attach to one of us. Oh, that'd be terrible. Okay, so here's the deal: we're gonna need a couple meat mates to be our bait for this. <laughs> I know there's a few in the area. That, there is, um, yes. Speaking of meat mates, yeah. On a little side note, um, I was talking to. Oh, God, I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Yeah. One of our patrons. Okay. That said that he he met you at Malvern Manor. Uh-huh. And one of the, let's see, I'll just read it real quick. My best time, oh, wait, <laughs> I'll skip ahead of that. We are the meat of the people. He says he, his wife and I stopped by Malvern Manor on the way back from Farrar Schoolhouse a couple of weeks ago for our anniversary. Correct. And that a doll that had been shipped to you was playing music all of a sudden. So it is kind of while funny. While it was inside of the enclosure? What the fuck is this? Um, It is kind of easy. So I can go grab it real quick if you'd like. I was just curious. It just reminded me of uh, a meat mate we might be able to torment. So, but here's the deal. So, this this box or whatever this it has this little doll in it. It has a just a plastic front. Um, the doll inside, still inside the box. It's like a sealed box, and there's a little crank on the back that is sticking out, protruding out of the box. So you can turn this crank right, and that doll was brought by a couple, uh, just a couple days prior, right? So they brought it because they know I hate dolls. They know they were going to fuck with me or whatever. So they bring the doll. 
I set the doll on this table that we have in the lobby of the manor, right? So hardly anybody's really in there anyway. I set the doll in there. I honest to God forgot about it. Now, as I'm standing there, we're having this conversation. We're just chatting. And my my kids were here that day as well. Okay. So they're kind of running all over the place and blah, 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 blah. But then that doll started to go off. It started to play music. And initially, I didn't know what was going on. I thought it was like one of my kids in some weird way. Then I realized this music was actually coming from the the doll that was still in this box, and it's kind of like tilting with the music or whatever. Um, huh. But, yeah, so it was super weird. It went on for maybe 20 seconds. Like, it was a solid 20 seconds probably. Um, freaked me out. And then um, here's where it gets really fascinating to me anyway. So I thought, okay, that was really strange. And was kind of keeping an ear out all the rest of that day to see if it had happened again. There was a group then that came in two nights later or a night later. And the exact same type of phenomenon happened to them. They said they were just sitting in that room doing an EVP session. And they started to hear music. And they're like, where the hell is that coming from? And they're like, oh, it's that doll that's sitting on that table over there. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, how long did it play? Just out of curiosity. They're like, oh, about 20 seconds or so. I'm like, that's freaking nuts. So it's like, did my buddies bring a doll here just to freak me out, not knowing that it could actually potentially be a haunted doll of some sort? They just bought it because it looked creepy. Um, but I don't know. Or was it a, a spirit inside the manor manipulating it some way, like twisting it? If it was twisting it, you can definitely hear the click, 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 clicks. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you can hear those. Um, so I don't know, man. That doll is nuts. So, yeah, that'll be another fun thing to play with when you come up here, too. <laughs> play so, with the, come uh, play with the doll. According to Reddit, it's rather easy to trap a spirit to any object. Really? You just have to have the intention of doing it, have what you want it trapped into, maybe some crystals or candles in some cases, and the intention of tr- and focus to trap the spirit into an item. So if it really was, in fact, that easy, don't you think this would happen more? Maybe it takes practice, but it doesn't seem like it's very complicated, I guess, is what I mean. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so maybe we'll have to practice that. I'm down with whatever. you Because know uh, it says you could put them in dream catchers, candles, uh, crystals, any anything, really. Wow. I don't know about it, like a dream catcher. Anyways, when we get back from break, I have a somewhat long story of a guy that claims he opened a Dybbuk box and what happened to him. Oh, shit. All right. Cool. All right. Come on back. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile. Add friends. Upload video, audio, and photographic evidence. 
Discuss theories and techniques in the forum. Create a group for your team or find a team to join. Watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Maybe it was the ghost of an alien that worked for the government. You know, you removed the alien anal probe out of the story, and it probably wasn't this guy's worst Saturday night. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. All viewed through sceptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. Listen to Brent and John make sense of it all each week. By subscribing, find us on iTunes by searching Hysteria 51 or anywhere else fine podcasts are sold. Viddy Space is the home of anything you want from films, music, and original shows ranging from all different topics of true crime, the paranormal, conspiracy, and so much more. You have to see it to believe it. Created by Elizabeth Saint and Nick Groff, Viddy Space is truly the future of entertainment. Join now for 15 days free and only $9.99 per month after that. Go to vidi.space. It's another world. Everyone come to our world. I don't know if you want to come into our world, but it's pretty crazy. All right, peeps. Welcome back. Ectoplasm show round two. Now, just before the break, Koopsik promised us a, a scary story. <laughs> I hope it's scary. I haven't read through the whole thing. I've read through part of it. It's rather long. Where did you find know. like where did you find this? It is from Reddit. I love so, Reddit. I mean, yeah. It's like anything else on the internet. Who yeah, knows yeah, yeah. if they just wrote it or not, but it it's the headline is a friend sent me a Dybbuk box, so I opened it. What? Like what? What kind of friend? What kind of friend well, we're talking does that? about doing that? If I sent you something, are you going to open it? No. Are you out of your goddamn mind? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'd probably open it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to eBay right now while you speak. Go ahead. <laughs> I have a friend. I'll call him Jack. He's an odd guy. He goes full throttle on anything paranormal or supernatural. He's taken me to a few haunted locations around North America and nice. is constantly showing me his collection of spooky knickknacks that he swears has moved on their own. He shares these things with me. My name is Lauren, by the way, oh. because I am at the other end of the spectrum in that I don't believe in any of that, and we both enjoy the heated debates we get into over the subject. He believes ghosts and demons are real. I believe it can all be explained through science, coincidence, and an overactive imagination. It's fair. I also enjoy writing about the places we have visited and the things we have seen or that he has collected, even though nothing scary happens in these places and none of the objects move on their own. I enjoy documenting our adventures, which is what I'm doing for you all now with what Jack has sent me. Cool. Day one with the Dybbuk box. 
Jack usually sends me something while on a ghost hunt that I couldn't attend, like a pamphlet for the location he's visiting or some small trinket from the gift shop. The location this time was a haunted apartment complex somewhere in England, and the trinket, well, was more than just a trinket. The package was pretty big considering the things he sends me, roughly the size of a large shoebox. Excited, I tore open the package, hoping he had sent me something I would actually like for once. Okay. Inside was a wooden box, maybe an inch smaller than the outer packaging. It looked handcrafted, deep red mahogany with beautiful, intricate shapes and designs carved all over it. There was a seal all along the opening of the box, like it was glued shut. The seal was this dark, murky brown hue. Getting closer to inspect it caused a metallic taste to form in the back of my mouth. That's odd. Yeah, no kidding. As if I had been sucking on pennies all day. Weird. I stood back, mesmerized by the box Jack sent me, then noticed the note stuck to it. In big, bold letters, the words, Do Not Open, were written. Oh. My eyes rolled so hard I thought I would lose them in the back of my head. <laughs> what had Jack sent me this time? Yeah. I checked the package to see if a letter was sent with it. I found an envelope inside with a note from Jack hastily scribbled onto what I could only assume was thin leather. Leather that had been left in the sun to dry for years, turning a sickly yellow curled up at the ends. Weird. Leather someone had thrown up on. Dark green chunks of something splattered to the note. Jack always had a flair for dramatic, trying to stir something dark and unexplained within my rational mind. That's gross. On the note. This is a Dybbuk box. Do not open the box. Do not open it. The box, Lauren. Don't open it. Please, I know you don't believe in any of this, but you need to trust me. I need you to put it somewhere that no one will be able to open it just do this for me okay promise me you will not open the box help me please okay i'll admit the note had a was a bit eerie as i mentioned he usually sends a silly note with his gifts but this was different it felt off somehow i quickly shrugged the feeling off and grabbed a knife from the kitchen I tore off the warning label and began cutting into the seal from the front. It was a painfully slow process. The seal was like cement, the knife not even making a scratch. I decided to change up my method. I grabbed a hammer from my miscellaneous Holy drawer. shit. Okay. <laughs> really wants this up, open. Got it. Yeah. Setting up the knife into the area I had been trying to chip away at began hitting the hilt of the knife. I really wailed on it, gave it my all to no avail. I stood there annoyed. How is this damn box not opening? I put all my strength into it. I went back to the miscellaneous drawer and pulled out a barbecue lighter. Oh, my Pointing God. Pointing it towards the sealed as I clicked it on. After what felt like a couple of minutes, nothing. Increasingly agitated, I grabbed the hammer and started bashing the box all over. Jesus. Bringing the hammer down with much as much force as I could muster still nothing whatever wood <laughs> finishing they put on this box is amazing after cutting it hitting it setting fire to it and the box didn't have a single mark no scratches no dents no scorch marks I stood there defeated I slammed my hands down on the table lowered my head in defeat I mean 
So then what happened? <laughs> um, she thought, just open, damn it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Click. Oh, horse shit. I looked up. The seal was split and the box had opened a bit. There must have been a delayed reaction. I suppose it took a few moments for the seal to separate after holding the lighter to it, then hitting it with the hammer, simple enough. After I gave myself a good pat on the back and held both sides of the lid, yeah. the f- fully opened the box. You So she totally opens the box. That's what it says. Insubordinate and churlish. Got it. Okay. The smell hit me before I could see what was inside. <laughs> I do not know what a bed, dead body smells like, but I imagine this smell is it. Oh, God. I smell. It smelled like the time I had made spaghetti, put the leftovers in the fridge, and forgot about it for over a month. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, the smell for me was akin to seeing toe, finger, nail mutilation oh. in a gore movie. Okay. Um, that means I gagged. I rushed to the washroom and retched up my lunch. Oh, After that man. sad moment, I washed up and gargled some mouthwash. The metallic taste was still there in the back of my throat. Couldn't be from the box if I could still taste it. Must have cut the inside of my mouth earlier. Before heading back out to the kitchen to the box, I grabbed some Febreze spray and a bandana, which I tied around my face. Safe. Shielding my nose and mouth. Back in the kitchen with the scent of cranberry and now just an undertone of dead rot, I checked the contents of the box. It just smelled like ass, guys. It was just (laughs) ass. (laughs) Uh, Within the box was a small wooden horse, a locket, a piece of paper with a note on it, some newspaper clippings, and a belt. The horse had the same green stuff smeared on it, as the note as the note from Jack in the locket had a picture of a small boy with a huge smile standing behind beside a woman, probably his mother, with an equally big smile. I carefully put those off to the side, then pulled out the newspaper clips. Each clipping was an article about a missing woman. Okay. Seven clippings, seven articles, seven separate women. The articles with pictures of the missing women had been drawn over with the same imagery. Some had their eyes scratched out with pen. Others had nooses around their necks. Jesus. Others still had knives drawn to be sticking out of their heads with blood dripping down from the wounds. God. Every article had notes in the margin. One, she deserved it. Lied, liar, how could she do that to me? Serves her right, tried to leave like the rest. Whoa. Yikes, I put the article beside the horse and locket and pulled out the belt. It was a plain black leather belt, nothing noteworthy, except for maybe the massive belt buckle covered in what I could only assume was blood. I looked in the box to make sure I didn't miss anything else before putting everything back in and pulling out the note. Yeah. On the note, I still have more to do, but my time is up. I can't let it in like this. They need to be punished. All those that abandoned others need to be taught a lesson. No time left, but I may have found a way. 
to the one who opened the box, my apologies, but I still have work to be done. Oh, fuck. Hang on. So <laughs> what? To the one that... So specifically, to the one that opened the box. Yes. To the one that opened Forgive the box. Forgive me? My apologies, oh. but I still have work to be done. Like, what do you even think in that moment? What do you think well, in that she's moment? She's probably thinking that the guy's fucking with her. Like, her friend is fucking yeah. around. Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Uh, we'll go with that. Uh, yeah, we'll go with that. Wow, there's a big noise in here. What? <laughs> what? What do you mean a big noise? Could you yeah, describe the ruckus? noises. I sent you... a text to my wife to see if she's doing something down there. <laughs> like, keep it it's down. Like it was behind me, though. It's hard with headphones on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I placed the ba- the note back into the box and pulled over the con mold over the contents. Jack had really outdone himself this time. I thought with a smirk creeping across my face. Bit of a cliche though, right? What were the items supposed to represent? A boy with a troubled past turned killer. Not very original, but still kudos to Jack. I checked the time, 5:30 p.m., and thinking I wouldn't be too late. Maybe even a great chance to catch him off guard while checking out the apartment complex. I sent him a text. Sure. Thanks for the box. Kind of worn out trope, but I appreciate you stepping up your game. Hope the vibration from this text scares you while you're doing your rounds. Ha ha. Miss you. I put the phone in my pocket, left the box on the kitchen table, and went to watch some TV. Finishing an episode of to catch a ghost okay i checked the time 11 p.m with heavy eyes and a head full of dizzying drowsiness i got up and headed for my bedroom okay she hears uh, so then it just says the word stop in italics like she heard it i spun around nothing was there I stood there for a moment, heart thumping. It sounded like someone had just yelled directly into my ear. I could faintly taste pennies again. What the fuck? That's really weird. Okay. Now I struggle with a lack of proper sleep, and when I get into a particularly overtired state, I hear voices that are, of course, not there, just in my head. And remember that I tasted blood earlier, too, Yeah. and that I must have reopened some wound in my mouth. I calmed down. It was just in my head. I hear my name called out at the time. I'm tired. I'm heading to bed. I got into my pajamas, brushed my teeth, and slid under the covers, ready for another restless night of sleep. Yeah. Trying to open up part two. Oh, okay. I thought I had opened it already. Might as well open part three and part four. Might as well. They're ready. (laughs) Get ready for this shit. Part three. Part two. (laughs) Day two. (laughs) Last night was one of my worst nights of sleep. The whole night I had an odd recurring dream about a boy in a place full of nothing but black. A void. He was running after someone, begging them not to go, and he got closer. I could make out, or as he got closer, I could make out that it was me that he was chasing after. I'd wake up right before he got me, tears streaming down my face. The dream happened several times. Each time I woke up and delirious from lack of sleep, 
I kept seeing an odd shape in the corner of my room. It looked like someone hunched over. Their breathing was haggard, shuddering in and out. But when I turned on the light, the figure was replaced with an old lamp towel tossed over it after a shower. Who throws a towel on top of a lamp? Yeah. I I mean, Uh, somebody that wants to, like, set the shit on fire. (laughs) I guess. Uh, I staggered out of bed mid-afternoon, foggy brain from not sleeping, put on some clothes, and headed into the kitchen. The box was right where I left it. Shocking, there was still a hint of a smell emanating from its direction, so I closed it, the smell dissipating. I quickly snatched up a banana and left the house to run some errands. On my way out of the house, I had another exhaustion-induced moment. Out of the corner of my eye, I saw what looked like a young boy running into another room, giggling. What? When I went to check, there was nothing there. I must reiterate, this happens to me often. Seeing shadowing figures from the corner of my eye, hearing my name whispered or even yelled, it's all from the lack of sleep. No big deal. So she said at the beginning of this that she doesn't experience anything, but it sounds like she does, and she just chalks it up to lack of sleep. Okay. Um. Anyways, I'm just... I returned. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I returned home around 8 p.m., having stayed out later than I had expected. Some friends had messaged me, and we ended up going to dinner and a couple of drinks. Opening the door, the stench hit me like a bus. Have you ever been physically hit by smell? It's pretty awful. I pinpointed the smell's location pretty quickly. The box laid open on the kitchen counter. Had I left it open, I swear I closed it. Guessing not, having a few drinks probably muddied my memory. I've also read that passing through doorways can wipe small, unimportant memories from your mind. Right. What? <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a thing. That's a thing. Yeah, for sure. No. Uh, I went over to the box to close the lid. She heard a thump, slide, thump, slide. <clears throat> Sounded okay. like someone was heavy heaving something slowly down my hallway. I grabbed the knife I had used to try and pry open the box with, assuming the worst. I've been burgled before. I live in kind of a rough area. I won't be burgled again. <laughs> thump, slide, thump, slide. I waited beside the hallway against the wall of the kitchen, ready to strike when the bastard got close. I hopped. I hoped to catch the thief off guard and hopefully spook them enough to have them run away before things got messy. Thump, slide, thump, slide. Uh, Gauging the thief to be close enough, I jumped out and yelled as loud as I could. Mm -hmm. No one was there. I checked the bathroom and the living room. Nothing. I swear I heard it in the hallway, clear as day. I vaguely remember being able to hear the downstairs neighbors once in a while when they were having a party. Maybe they were doing something down there, having a large bag of garbage, perhaps. Uh, The smell was back. I rushed into the kitchen where the box lay open. Did I really forget to shut it a second time? What the hell? I stomped over the box. As I went to close it, I noticed one of the items was missing from the box. The belt. I looked all around the kitchen, finding no trace of it. What was going on? Was it? Was I more tipsy? I could be drunk, I guess. 
what could explain what's happening, I guess. Huh. Here's a creak. I swung my head around to catch a drawer slowly opening. The apartment complex is on a hill at a slant. I've had drawers open on their own before. She hears a bang. A couple cabinets slam open and shut, open and shut. The window is slightly open in the kitchen. There's probably a breeze coming from causing the cabinets to open. A cup flew out of one of the cabinets, shattering against the wall. Then a plate, a glass, another glass, more plates. Plates, cups, even utensils begin whipping across the room as if someone was tossing them from the cabinets. The smell again. Oh my God, the smell. It was so strong. Putrid stench like rotten milk and burnt rubber wafted up into my nose, accompanied by the metallic tang in the back of my throat. I threw myself onto the box amid the flying cutlery and slammed it shut. The room went quiet, the smell vanishing. Everything had stopped. I inhaled deeply and let out a shuddering breath. Again, I'm sure there's a perfectly rational... What? I don't know about a rational explanation, if that's what she's getting at. Uh, she hears the thump and slide again in the hallway. The sound was back. I ran to the hallway ready to scream. I was about to lose my mind in a drunken rage, but the scream caught my throat. What came out was a timid whimper. I stood there, eyes dangerously close to popping out of their <clears> sockets, <throat> brain unable to comprehend the figure standing at the end of the hall facing away from me. Jesus. It was a boy, a teenager to be exact, no more than 17, I'd guess. He was completely naked and horribly emaciated. Hmm. It was like his rib cage was trying to escape from his body through yeah. his back, straining to be let out. <sighs> his legs and arms were nothing but loose flesh hanging from the thin bones. God damn. He had a long, patchy hair hanging on his shoulder, to his shoulders. It was dark ashy color the moment had to be the worst moment of my life the worst exhaustion hallucination everyone had or anyone has ever had then the boy turned all around um he stepped with his left foot swinging it around to point towards me his other foot dragging along the ground the mystery of the slump thump slides that's all. what i was just gonna say yeah his body followed, turning to my direction. My eyes locked onto his feet, unwilling to look up, and what had begun staring daggers into me. His feet looked raw and muddy, as if he'd been walking through the woods, lost for weeks. There were a few nubs where some of his toes should have been. The, the nubs were oozing a greenish-brown substance like the horrible space putty. What the fuck? Uh, the toes that were intact had blackened nails if someone had lit a match to them Jesus. thump slide uh, my eyes snapped up when he started towards me his face seemed to be unsure of what emotion it wanted to convey his mouth was set in a scowl full of scorn blood oozing from his lower lip was he biting the inside of his lip from anger? His eyes were that of someone who'd been hurt terribly by the one he'd loved the most, but would forgive them knowing they'd hurt him again. Hmm. Uh, they were impossibly sunken. I feared 
I'd fall down into his head if they sunk any further. Tears streamed down his face, mixing with the blood from his lip. There was heavy welts across his chest, which was hunched over in concave. I had the sickening thought that you could use his chest as a bowl for cereal. Gross. Super nasty. All of that, his back, feet, and face to chest, the horrors they stuck struck me with there's nothing compared to the boy's stomach it was bloated like past the point of starvation bloating it hung down to his thighs it was squirming something or things were coiling around within his stomach what the fuck they threatened to burst out stinking guts intestines like snakes Uh, bursting forth and slithering for me prayed for the first time in my life i prayed that his stomach would stay intact and not split allowing the horrors to feast on me for fuck's sake he was coming closer quicker each time he stepped forward he snapped his right arm up and back there was something in his hand that would swing up in the air then come crushing down into his back then a step and into his chest step back step chest so he was like whipping himself. Yeah. He was walking. Was it the belt? I'm, I guess. I mean, I'm, I think they're probably going there. I couldn't quite make out what the object was, but it looked like a whip, a leather whip with a large piece of the end. Oh, shit. It was the belt from the box. Oh, shit. It was the belt. Yeah. Um, oh. This couldn't be happening. It had to be an hallucination. Ghost spirits or whatever you want to call it, them are not real. It's not real. Um. At this point, he was moving so fast, so fast towards me, I froze in fear, my breath caught in my throat. This is terrifying. And then he starts screaming. What? Why? Why did you leave? He hurt me every night because of you. You abandoned me. It hurts. Make it stop. Stop it. Hurts. Why abandoned? Goddamn. He was screaming as he thumped towards me. He reached out and grabbed my wrist with his free hand. A searing white hot pain shot into my wrist and through my arm. I yelped from the pain and shock. The smell coming off him was terrible, like the box. The taste of blood in my mouth. He swung his other arm up, readying the belt, and swung it down towards me. I closed my eyes, bracing for the impact. The impact never came. I opened my, my eyes. The boy was gone. Not only was he gone, but any sign that he was ever there was gone as well. No muddy footprints, no blood from his dripping mouth, and no stink of rot. Okay. I walked backwards back into the kitchen, making sure no hallucination was going to get the drop on me this time. I took in a shuddering breath and tried to calm myself. I was there. Nothing else was going to happen. Taking yet another moment to compose myself, I went over to or went over what had just happened, trying to explain it in a rational way. I mean, I'm I'm really glad that this person seems to have a good head on their shoulders. However, like, I, I, I don't know. I think it's almost too much, right? Yeah. It's, they said that uh, then they took, they found, they took some sleeping pills to get through the night, um, and she would get rid of the box tomorrow. Okay. How, though? I don't know. Let's let's keep reading and see. Okay, okay, okay. Night two. 
I laid there for a while, unable to stop thinking about the boy's stomach, the hallucination. However, sleep must have taken me as I woke a little later to a sound. It was a wheezy... What is that sound? What's going on, pal? Oh. What do you got? Can you turn down the TV, please? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. This is fucking great. She was down there watching a a horror movie, I think. (laughs) I can hear it all of a sudden through my headphones. Um, Yeah, that's great. It was a wheezy, raspy sound. It sounded like when you're vacuuming and a piece of paper or something gets stuck over the vacuum hose, making yeah. the almost scratchy, screechy sound. Fuck. Too bad I wasn't vac- uh, wasn't vacuuming. I snapped up, propping myself on my elbows, wincing at the pain in my right arm. There was something in the corner of the room again, another human shape, this time accompanied by the sound I described. I quickly understood that the sound was... The shape breathing. Uh huh. I could see what appeared to be its shoulders moving up and down with each labored breath. Annoyed with myself at letting some weird sound in the lamp in the corner spook me, I turned on the light. My heart, already beating hard from the fear of the unknown, beat so hard that it leapt up into my throat. I can't believe it. I refuse to believe it. There in the corner, replacing my lamp and towel, was the boy. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't a boy anymore. No, he was now a man, probably in his early 30s. He stood there, staring at me, just staring. Long gone was the sadness in his eyes, now replaced with the same malice that held his mouth in a tight frown. Jesus. Sick of this bullshit, I yeah. picked up the alarm clock on my nightstand, fully intending to toss it at this, whatever it was. Before I had the chance to throw the clock, it fell out of my hand as I squealed in pain. I looked down at my arm. There on my wrist was a deep blue-purple bruise in the shape of a hand where the boy grabbed me before. I sat on my bed in shocked silence. This can't be real. I would agree. It says, I had forgotten about the man in the room, so focused as staring down at my arm, unable to grasp what was happening, unable to think of a rational reason. A horrible moan tore through my ears and through my distraught mind. It sounded like, eh. Sorry. He said, <laughs> you will learn not to leave. What? Very similar. I snapped my head up towards the corner. The man was gone. Yeah. In his place was the lamp and towel, as it should be. I looked back down at my arm to further inspect the damage. My wrist and arm were fine. No bruise, no pain. I couldn't wrap my head around it. Then it clicked. I must be sick. Sick in the mind. Sick what in else the could explain what's yes, happening? You're fucked. I must be losing it. You're losing totally it. Fucked. That's what I told myself. Yeah. Maybe there was some mold or chemical in the box causing this. Yeah. I never thought about that. It it's could possible. have been something... Uh-huh. To make her, like, uh, hallucinate. Yeah, exactly. Um, Tomorrow, as soon as I wake up, I'll try calling Jack to find out more about the box, then head to the doctor's and get checked out. The doctor will tell me what's wrong. There will be a perfectly reasonable explanation as to what's happening. I'm just sick. 
but everything's going to be okay tomorrow. I closed my eyes, heavy from the adrenaline now leaving my body and drifted to sleep. Wow. Part three starts with day whatever. Man. It doesn't say day three. It says day whatever. Just day whatever. I'm not sure what day it is. I stood in my apartment staring at the... Oh, so it's sometime later. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Sometime I stood in my later. apartment staring at the elevator doors that replaced my front door for what seemed like hours, days even, struggling to cope with what's going on. So she's claiming that she was in shock to the point that days passed and she didn't realize. Okay. When I finally had enough, I began meandering around the apartment. I dropped the box onto the kitchen counter. Oh, wait. That's part four. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> part. Okay. So forget that part. That part's coming in. Okay. Uh, night two continued. I topped the uh, night off with another bad dream. A different one, though. In it, I was on a bed, but not my bed. A much older bed in a much older looking room. Everything smelled like mildew, as if everything in my room had been there for a long time with no thought for the care of the room. An old man slowly hobbled toward me from the doorway. Unable to move, he crept closer until he was right over me. He bent down that our faces may be an inch apart. He whispered something to me. Mm-hmm. Mine now. Never leave. Jesus, tense. Then he drove his wrinkled two long fingers into my mouth and stretched it open. Chris. <laughs> you nasty. His mouth opened wider nasty. and then anyone's or than anyone's mouth was capable of. The skin tore at the edges of the mouth. A dark green substance oozed out oh. dangerously close to dripping off and into my mouth. Why do they do it? <laughs> Come on. I tried to struggle to free myself from the nightmare. When the ooze finally broke free from his gagging mouth and into mine, I woke up. Oh, my effing lord. Uh, Day three. That's so gross. I woke with a start, thrusting myself upright. My eyes ached, blurry from sleep. My bones, too, ached as if I had been thrashing about, and the back of my throat stung. Must have been a sickness-induced nightmare. That's the thing. I hauled myself out of bed and into the washroom. Looking in the mirror, I realized I must have been sicker than I thought. Deep, dark bags sat underneath my eyes, almost threatening to fall off. The worst part wasn't the bags. It was my eyes themselves. They were sunken into my face. No wonder my eyes were a bit blurry. I headed back to my room to grab my phone. No missed calls or texts from Jack. I tried calling him, but something must be wrong with my phone. All I got was static. Weird. I went to the kitchen to make a bowl of cereal, noticing the box was still closed. I had closed it, and now it was closed. Simple. I poured a bowl of cereal and took a few bites. I immediately rushed over to the sink and threw it up. What? It didn't look like cereal vomit. It looked like dark green sludge. Come on. Starting to panic, I told myself it's the illness. I must be sicker than I thought. A bad flu on top of whatever's going on in my head. I'll go to the doctors and they'll figure it out. Fix me right up. I put on some clothes, grab my things, and head out. I got back home around 5 p.m., slamming the door shut. 
What are doctors even paid to do? They told me there was absolutely nothing wrong with me. What are you hearing? You're hearing things over there? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Keep going. So the doctor said that there was nothing wrong with her. They'd run some more tests later. Yeah. But as of right now, there's nothing wrong. The aches, which have gotten much worse throughout the day, so much in fact that I have to hobble around. Tests for that showed nothing wrong. No bruising or deterioration. Sure, the hallucination scan showed no abnormalities. And talking to a psychiatrist sure didn't help either. The psychiatrist did say something odd. Now that I think of it, it was an offhand comment meant as a joke. But now that I think about it, they said, the way you're huffing over your body, the way you meandered in, I'm almost mistaking you for an old man. So that's interesting, though, because they would describe it the exact same way she described mm. the how the other person moved. Yeah. Interesting. My heart tightening in my chest, my vision blurred, and I stumbled. I rushed into the kitchen. The box was still closed. No smells, no eerie happenings. It, I was being ridiculous. With that said, I can't deny that I felt something. Something was pulling me towards the box, beckoning me. I began limping towards it, wanting no need, no needing to open it. The phone rings. I snap back to reality, confused as to why I was in the kitchen, hands on the box. I checked my phone. It was Jack. I answered, Jack, thank God. Why haven't you been replying to me about the box you sent me? Please tell me it's just some dumb prank that you're trying to pull. Or maybe you got it secondhand from who knows where. Who knows what diseases could have been attached to it? Please, Jack, (laughs) tell me anything uh, Jack says, wow, Lauren, slow down. What's wrong? You never contacted me, so I thought I'd hit you up first to see how my favorite paranormal debunker was. Well, that's not true, though. Jack, the box, it, wait, what do you mean I never contacted you? I texted you as soon as the box came in. I tried calling you a couple times. Right. Sorry, Lauren, you didn't, or it never went through. We're talking now, at least, so what about the box? Right, the box. You sent me a box a couple the, the box a couple days ago, a Dybbuk box to be exact. You sent it to me with a note saying not to open it, though you totally wanted me to. So I did, and it's gross, Jack. You went too far with this. What if I caught something from it? It looks very old. <laughs> it could be riddled with disease. Yep. I've been feeling so strange lately. Jack says, Lauren, I never sent you a box. Oh my god, that's crazy. Let alone a Dybbuk box. Those things are pure evil. I would never send you something like that. Jesus, this is bad. You need to get out of the house. Okay, grab some things and go stay with your mom until I get back. Then we'll go to a spiritualist and get the bot and the phone cuts out. Oh, shit. Uh, Jack, hello. I think you cut out. Oh, sorry about that, Lauren. I was saying you're right. I sent you the box as a joke okay oh his voice was different oh so it switched it was supposed to be him saying oh sorry about that lauren as i was saying you're right i sent you the box as a joke haha Mm -hmm. why don't you open it again huh i hid something inside for you really try and look for it but something was wrong. Jack's voice sounded off. He 
also started to breathe heavily, sucking air in with huge rasping gasps like he was struggling to breathe. Sure. Come on, Lauren. Open the box. Open it. Those last two words were screamed in my ear. That wasn't Jack. It was something else. A hallucination? No. No, this I know is that. So fucking. I know weird. what it is. What? It's just weird. Oh, it's some sort of psychosis. Now she thinks she's crazy. My brain is linking these things together, mm-hmm. weaving a brilliant and terrifying story right before my eyes. Um. She does. So she says, "Forget the bot or forget the doctors. I can figure this out on my own." Oh. I headed to the washroom to splash some water on my face and calm down. I lowered my head to the sink and cupped some water into my hands, tossing it into my face. It felt amazing. It made me feel like maybe everything was going to be okay. And then she hears a wheezing breath. What? No, 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 no. I could clearly hear haggard wheezing coming from behind me. I slowly turned around. Nothing. God damn it. There was nothing there. I turned (laughs) back to the sink. Facing the mirror, I uttered a helpless, defeated no. My face was wrinkled, eyes sunken. I brought my hands up to inspect my face. They were so wrinkled and thin, big blue veins running down the backs of them. I was so old. I'm just going to bed. It'll be fixed tomorrow. What? Trying to calm my panic self down, I turned to leave, and there he was. Old man standing there inches from he, staring coldly into my eyes his eyes full of hate and anger, his mouth a vicious grin. You can't leave your mind now. Oh, Jesus, here we go. He reached out for me. I screamed and shoved past him. I felt him, physically felt him. Fuck sleep. I'm leaving now. I need help. I ran out of the kitchen. The box was there, open. The stench was the worst yet. Spoiled meat with something moldy underneath. Like a damp cellar that hasn't been looked after for years. It's very descriptive. <laughs> it's like you can smell blood. this shit. Yes. Yeah. Back, taste back in my mouth. I rushed over the box and slammed it shut. She hears the thump slide again down the hallway. He was coming after me, even though the box was shut. This can't be happening. It's going against the illusions my damaged mind conjured up. Nowhere to run, Lauren. You're mine now, and oh you will suffer. My God. I grabbed my keys and rushed out the door, not bothering to lock it or even shut it. I just needed to get out of there. Going, Getting to the elevator, I smashed the down button. He was still coming after me. I could hear him. Lauren, come here. Uh, he was out in the hall, hobbling towards me. The elevator dinged and doors opened. I tossed the box and myself why did she bring the box with That's her? That's what I'm saying. It's like, why even do that, though? Into the elevator and yeah. jab my finger in the first floor button. The doors shut just before he got to me. I let out a shuddering sigh. I'll get the box and myself cleansed. It'll be okay. My mind will be fixed. I'm going to be okay. The elevator dinged, signaling it was on the first floor. The doors opened slowly, and I stood there, slack-jawed, my mind shattering, unable to comprehend what I was seeing. The only thought my brain could come up with as if it just clicked for me. This is real, ghosts are real, oh my God. <laughs> I walked through the elevator doors back into my apartment. So it opened up back on the original floor. Yeah. 
Yeah. This is where it gets to day whatever. I'm not sure what day it is. I stood in my apartment staring at the elevator doors that replaced my front door for what seemed like hours, days even, struggling to cope with what's going on. When I finally had enough, I began meandering around the apartment. I dropped the box onto the kitchen counter in defeat. I began meandering. Oh, in the living room, the television refused to work, but that didn't surprise me. I went to the bedroom and grabbed a change of clothes, some comfortable clothes. Might as well be comfy for what happens. Shit, I guess. Uh, That thought terrified me to the core. What was going to happen to me now that it seemed too late to do anything about it? As if on cue, the voice had been softly whispering to me since the elevator perked up. Soon, we are on reborn, or we are one reborn together. Okay. I didn't understand where one, I suppose that's the possession, but reborn, I don't understand the meaning of that. I headed into the washroom. What stood before me in the washroom mirror was no longer me, and possibly old, the weathered lines scoring my face, an immense amount of wrinkles covered my loose, sagging skin. Too many for my age. The aching in my bones had hit a crescendo. I shifted my gaze down, down past my wobbling neck, now shriveled up like the rest of me, down past the chest, which was practically concaved. So she turned into this guy. At least that's what she sees in the mirror. Yeah. Okay. I was, so they wrote this in sections i was just scrolling ahead to make sure that it actually ends that they're not waiting on the last section so oh anyways that's what the voice meant the spirit the old man was sucking me dry of any vitality i had ever had drawing it into himself into my stomach once he's had his feel he'll burst forth tearing me apart he'll be a new i'll be gone i'll be dead i'll die i don't want to die I headed into the kitchen to the box. There had to be something I could do. I couldn't give up yet. Think. I've seen in some movies people burning the haunted items, dispel the evil from them. Couldn't hurt to try. I remembered that it hadn't worked when I tried to burn the seal. The flames had licked quizzically at the box to no avail. That's (laughs) that's a fun description. Uh, Maybe I just need a bigger flame. I went into the miscellaneous drawer and pulled out a small container of lighter fluid used to replenish the barbecue lighter. I tore the top off and drenched the box. The thought occurred to me that I should douse the contents of the box as well, but the thought of opening shut that idea down hastily. Leaving the box sufficiently soaked in lighter fluid, I pulled out the lighter and put it into the box. The flames were immense and aggressive. They wanted so badly to burn up the box to reduce it to nothing but ash. The flames were so strong and so bright that I could no longer look at the box or the flames coming off of it. Shit. A screech shot through my eardrums, a painful, unimaginable, or a pain unimaginable as if someone had been ru- taken, as someone had taken a rusty blade to my insides. 
God. I shot through my bloated guts. The flame had spread to the counter, threatening to engulf the entire apartment. I hauled myself over to the sink, fighting through the searing pain, and turned the faucet on. I grabbed a bundle of kitchen towels from the drawer and soaked them in the icy water, then turned around and placed them onto the counter. Before I could turn around and fill a bucket up, the pain in my abdomen grew to an unbearable degree, and I blacked out. Oh, my God. I woke up sometime later, no fire, that was good. I hauled myself up using the kitchen counter. It was scorched from the flames, but otherwise intact. The box looked like it hadn't even been touched. Yeah. I thought about trying to jab it with a knife again, but tossed the idea aside. I know nothing will work on it still. There has to be something I can do, something to save my spirit. Then it hit me. The box, if the old man's spirit is dwelling in my stomach taking hold it can never be reborn then the box should be empty if the box is empty then i should be able to put something in it a new spirit huh my spirit whoa i hand my hands trembling i rolled the dice and opened the box squeezing my eyes shut there was no smell no new haunt the spirit was gone from the box that was good news i guess i meant my plan might work it also means that the old man truly is inside of me Another horrible shock of pain tore through me. I looked down at my overflowing gut. The old man's face was pressed up against my skin. I could clearly see the outline of his face. His hands were pushing out and up. My stomach looked like some grotesque, fleshy triangle. He's coming out soon. I could feel it. I dumped the contents of the box out, grabbed a knife and the box and headed to my room inside I rummaged through my nightstand in search of something sentimental to put in the box something to attach myself to an old Polaroid sat in my hand it was a picture of the first ever paranormal event Jack and I had gone to we ended up going to a Halloween haunted house that was reportedly haunted halfway through Jack got so scared from the actors jumping out screaming that the ghosts were like ghosts and the like that's when we became best friends. I hope huh. when all this is over, I can see him again. I added the photo and other things. I brushed from with some of my hair, a few trinkets Jack had sent me, and a note describing my situation. Something was oozing out of my belly button. The same green stuff dribbled out of me. God, Not much time left, but there's still one more thing I had to do. I had to write this all down. This account of what has happened to me to show the world that it's all real, so terribly, terribly real. I'm bleeding <clears> out <throat> as I write these uh, Here we final go. words. I gauged a rough line in my arms and smeared my blood. My essence on the Polaroid shut the box and smeared it across the box to create what I hoped to be a new seal. So for all those reading this, I was wrong. Spirits is supernatural. It's all real and terrifying. And if you ever come across an old box with a seal that looks like dried blood and a deep, dark feeling to it, please do not open the box. <laughs> that's the end of the story. Yeah. Now, it's too, de- too detailed, right? Too detailed, sure. But at the same time, though, it was well done. Like, it was well written. You got to give them that, right? I mean a smidge? Yeah. I think so. Uh, I 
you know, I it doesn't mean that something like this can't happen, but clearly they ended it as a story, not right. right. Putting it on Reddit as it's happening wasn't happening. So if correct, if the person trapped their own spirit in the box, they couldn't have put it on Reddit. Right. So yeah, it's but like oh, that doesn't mean that something like this couldn't happen if we opened one of those boxes. So why are we going to do this again? I say we do it in your house. Oh, for fuck's sake! Where? No, no. Well, you're actually you're gonna be you're closer to the manor anyways. So if it tries to follow someone, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Jesus Christ, though. It's funny. The next article on Reddit is I should not have subscribed to my girlfriend's only friends account. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh my god. I don't know. Some of the stuff in her story sound yeah. like real accounts that i've seen before and that's like yeah, the whole that's thing why i was out like in a way that i i didn't read all four parts before we just read it now so it did sound like it could have been plausible at first for sure i think it was really well thought out and i just i don't know like when i stopped really believing it was true was all the descriptive things like you know what i mean it was reading like a novel yeah you know what I mean? But, and so I was like, ah, fuck. I'm like, I don't know if this is true. If you, it, it, you know, that, that is true. And I, but I try not to think that way sometimes because. That makes sense. If you're an, so Dave Moten, who we had on a couple of weeks ago, he's yeah. an author. If he's trying to describe his experience, give, he, in, in his experiences that he gave us had a lot of detail. It this wasn't written in the way where it's like, um, all that detail but it was close to the same and if you're writing it out for someone yeah maybe maybe i can see someone because she did say she was a writer oh yeah that's right shit i don't know i don't think that one's real but i I I think it very fits in close to what people have experienced opening a box at least some of the details maybe not being possessed by something (laughs) Yeah, but the the lore of a Dybbuk box or of a spirit box is that it could possess you. Sure. So I say we do it. I say we get one off eBay or Etsy. We do our due diligence and not just buy the crappiest looking one. No, I would agree. I would agree. I think we'll we'll find a decent one to try. Okay, and we'll film it, put I'm it up fine. on our YouTube and Patreon. I'm fine with that. I think. Like some of the ones that I found on there, the ones that I saw on there, it was like fifty bucks, and they looked legit. I mean, well, I they mean, looked gross and old and wax and all we that can shit. Stick around somewhere as a keepsake afterwards. I mean, if it doesn't have a yeah, like in your office, it'd be perfect there. I do have a, haunt, a shelf of haunted things. Exactly, well, not haunted things. I have a shelf of things from haunted places. Look, I don't give a fuck. It's going to your office, <laughs> okay? I don't know if my wife would be all right with that, though. Look, would your wife fun. be all right it'll if you took it home fine. to your place? No, of course not. But my office is here, away from my house. Yeah, and mine's not. So we'll keep it'll it in your be, office. No, it'll be fine. 
Jesus. I don't Christ. know. I don't know if I want it in my car coming home after it's opened. I'll mail it to you. <laughs> but then you have to drive it somewhere. No, I don't. I could walk it up to the post office. I guess that's true. It'll There's a ten dollar one. A ten dollar one? That nah, I don't know about that. That seems I don't know. Is buy it now for thirteen dollars plus seven dollars shipping. Yeah, fuck that. Item description. Homie, don't play that. No thanks. God. Well, we don't have any phone calls or anything this week, I guess. So, I mean, maybe we didn't get deep into what a Dybbuk... But we, you know, we explained well enough what a Dybbuk box was. But that's just it. Given the the lack of shit that there is out there, I think we did fine. Like, the lack of information that's really concerning this or surrounding this, I think we did good. Well, in the <clears throat> the story, most of the stories about people opening them are in YouTube videos, and it's yeah, hard to really that's talk about. So That's true. Jesus. I think that we should start looking for other things that are supposedly have spirits attached to them, too. I'm cool with that. There's a ring that apparently makes you as close to a vampire as possible, but not an actual vampire. It gives you all the traits of a vampire, That's including the power. Ooh. That could be fun, huh? Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll look yeah. into it. If, if people out there, if our listeners want to send us links to ones that they think we should get yeah that phone number is 913-730-7255 send us the links to ones that you would like us to get and we'll look at them and decide whether or not that's one we want to do that's a great idea what could go go wrong yeah go to ectoplasmshow.com if you so i so if you join our patreon at the meet mate level we only not the meat mate level at the doctor's minions level. I'm just going to put this out here right now. We have one already. Yes, but it, whoever it's twenty five dollars or above. If you donate that much at that level, we will invite you to come along and open. If you're in the area, of course, <sighs> and if you want to come, but if you can get an invite to the opening, true. We are the meat of the people. <laughs> And if you're if you're not in an area where you can get to us, we will put up a live feed. I was just going to say, watch. why don't we do a live thing and just make it exclusive for them? You know. So at the twenty five dollar level, you can come. At the ten dollar and above level, you could do a live feed. We'll work on that. I like details that. to come. But go join our Patreon and become a meat mate. I like it. Welcome to meat mates. We're all your mates. Love your meat. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to mention, and I posted on Patreon for people who are patrons currently, we did record an extension of the interview with Jeff Adamick, where he told a hell of a story. Really good story. About something that a friend, quote, had been involved in with an alien crafts. Yeah. Kind of. It was cool. Um, but we had technical difficulties. Both sides that were recording it had something wrong happen. So I don't yes. know what happened. 
but we're going to redo it. We're going to refilm it. So yep. just be patient. And we're going to have something else this week for patrons only for as well. Sure. For sure. All right, peeps. Well, on that happy little note, should we let the uh, the peeps go for now? Yeah. All right, guys. Well, thank you very much. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week or weekend or night or day or whenever the fuck you're listening to this. But we will talk to you guys very soon. Peace out.